is the Animals I View podcast. I'm Lizanne Flynn. My job title is that of Master Healer, and the purpose that I serve currently here on planet Earth is to reunite all Earthlings within themselves and to each other. More specifically, I work with animals and humans together as well as separately. I am certified as a Reiki Master Teacher. I'm also certified in canine massage therapy. I am a medium. I'm a medical intuitive, animal communicator. I use shamanistic tools such as journeying and soul retrieval. And I also am a channel for whatever guides, entities, those in angelic realm, those in the outer reaches of the cosmos, ascended masters, pretty much anyone who likes to come through on my client's behalf and in their highest and best good. talking a little bit in today's podcast about the importance of reconnecting with ancestral energy, especially, especially at this point in time in human history. And it's interesting because I have seen this before, and maybe you all have as well, and I'll see if I can find a way to put this meme somehow in the podcast notes. And the purpose of the meme is to highlight the difference between equality and equity. And in this little meme, there's a fence. And on this side of the fence that is shown to the viewer, there are three people. And these three individuals are of different heights. One is tall, one is medium tall, and you guessed it, one happens to be a little not so tall. And the next frame of the meme shows what happens when you give each one of these individuals the same size box, i.e. equality. Of course, the person who's fairly tall can see over the fence and then, then some. The person who's not so tall can see just over the fence. The person who is medium tall can see just over the fence. And as you probably guessed it, the person who's not so tall can't see over the fence at all. The final frame of this meme, though, is equity. And in equity, the individual who is fairly tall has a shorter size box. And that brings him just a little bit above eye level on this fence so he can look over and see what's on the other side of the fence. The person who is medium tall, his box or her box is a little bit taller than the tall person, but it also puts him or her just so they can see a little bit on the other side of the fence, exactly the same as the person who is physically and actually taller than they are. And the person who is definitely not so tall has the tallest box, at least by comparison of all. But the beauty of equity then is that it brings this person who is physically dramatically different 
than the really tall person, it also brings this individual to the point where they can see just over eye level. So if you look at all the heads then and all the pairs of eyes that are looking over on the other side of the fence, they actually happen to become equal. I'm inviting you, I guess, maybe at the outset of this podcast is to think in terms of equity with an eventual goal that different kinds of equity for individual people have the end goal of actually then making us all equal. The really interesting thing about animals, of course, is that they don't, they don't really judge this, are we equal? Do you have exactly what I have? Because they understand that each one of them, both individually within a particular species and interspecies or cross-species, that what a duck needs is definitely not the same thing that a dog needs. And so in order for the duck to live their happiest and best life, a duck needs access to water, a duck needs fresh plants, a duck needs to be able to preen and to wet their feathers and to occasionally fish for other aquatic animals if that's what that particular species of duck needs. A dog doesn't need that kind of access to water. A dog instead needs perhaps maybe more exercise than a duck does. A dog doesn't necessarily need to be with his or her flock in order to feel comfortable. A dog does usually like to have companionship. But you can see to where each one of these different species understand really well the premise of each one of them having equitable, if you will, access to those very things that they actually need in order to feel equal, and probably, at least in the view of animals, a much better word than equal is balanced. Because it's in this balancing, it's in this alignment, first and foremost, with who they truly are, that they're able to say, oh yes, I see, this is where I exactly I fit in with the whole. And in order for me to do my best in supporting the whole, these are the things that I need in order to feel and actually be equitable, therefore equal, therefore equals balanced within the whole. There was another post that was on Facebook. A colleague, friend of mine was talking about why humans seem to have such a hard time with history. We seem to have such a tremendously difficult time with being transparent about our history, both light and shadow. And actually, we're pretty good about extolling our own virtues and saying, oh, look at the good thing that we did, they did, I did, etc. But we are really not good at going, yep, mm -hmm, that was not exactly a sterling moment in this particular point in time in history. And yes, it usually has to do with shadow, obviously, because humans repress shadow every which way. And we also don't like to see our shadow facing back at us. And all of this really serves to, at least from my perception, and I think frankly from the animals of the planet perception, to serve the ego. 
And when we look at history, it has been written, rewritten, hidden. Again, we do all sorts of things so that we don't have to face how we treat other members of our very own species. We'll leave how we treat other species on the planet for another podcast because the animals really wanted to focus on the human component of this first. And I think the crimes perpetrated by one group of humans against many others has left gaping wounds on both a cellular level and on a planetary level where the very ground that was bled into was harmed. Our species It's truly so far out of alignment with our true task here that it's a wonder, quite frankly, that we're still here. It's I I, sometimes I wonder if we're acting so egregiously and we seem to do this over and over and over despite all sorts of statues and memorials, etc. that supposedly remind us of what we should not do again and refer to the previous podcast. If you want to know how I feel about memorials, I don't think they actually serve any purpose. They only serve to keep us attached to the past. Because you see, this planet operates best on balance. It operates best on give and receive. It's birth, death, rebirth over and over and over again. And we are being given the opportunity to claim the misalignment which means stepping not only into present shadow, but also it occurred to me to become more comfortable with the shadow aspect of all of our ancestors, because this does appear to be a very, very particular and specific moment, at least as our species is concerned on the planet, And I don't think we can necessarily not accept this opportunity to set it right. And the really interesting thing about connecting with our ancestors is that, you know, they were human. They had human experience in a different time and place, but it really wasn't any different than the, for lack of a better word, uh, basic template of life experience that we have. There were perpetrators and there were victims. There were loves, there were families, there were people who were alone. The souls and the soul thread, the soul contracts that connects you with them is still very, very present. And we are able to access them for their perspective because the bottom line is that they... They weren't any different than we are insofar as that they are visitors to this planet. And the really interesting thing about connecting with them is that because they have already transitioned out of the illusion of human experience, my perception is that their perspective will be golden because they are still connected to you and They have had memory and will be able to access memory of the human experience and their soul being status to share and to support. And as we talked in the previous podcast, 
all of the animals receive downloads of information of, oh, okay, this is a history of orca on this planet. I see. So, yes, I'm getting a download of the history of orca on this planet, light and shadow, because again, in the world of animals, there is no separation between shadow and them. They embrace it all. And of course, the key there, when you embrace both of those aspects, you automatically step into a place of unity. And certainly, I think there are times to retrieve soul pieces from those who have harmed us, both in this dimension and in other dimensions. Souls and bodies are meant to stay intact. And when they are stolen through trauma, they must be retrieved individually and as a group because that also maintains and supports and promotes balance. Again, both within yourself and within the collective. There's an interesting component about this shadow history that I think might also be important for us to, before we step into the place of connecting with our ancestors, is to understand the history of police here in the United States. I'll put a link in the podcast notes that was just really illuminating for me. The bottom line is that police, and don't think police associated with municipalities, don't think police associated with cities, think more accurately police as individuals who were bought and paid for mostly people of wealth to look after their property. Think back in time to what was once considered belonging to the property of another human being. And yes, that included other human beings. That energetic thread is one of also having the duties of chasing after and recapturing slaves that were either stolen or chose to run away. There's lots of things on this planet that you can pretend aren't there, such as history, such as light, such as shadow. Energy, my friends, is not one of those things that you can just pretend doesn't exist or didn't exist. If you pay attention to it, it definitely will inform you every single time. This thread of energy must be pulled so that it can unravel. It no longer serves, and frankly didn't ever serve, the highest and best good of all the individuals in our species. And beginning the conversation with your ancestors, as I said, is an excellent place to start. First of all, to celebrate your connection with them, it's like a family reunion. Every single time I connect with a client and they choose to connect with an individual, and for me, it's either animal or human that has already transitioned, I cannot begin to tell you the laughter that's sometimes shared, the tears that are sometimes shared, sometimes the surprise equals moving into shock, that information being revealed can also have an effect. But again, because you have biological connection with these individuals on a soul contract level, that's incredibly deep. 
if you choose to have biological experience with another soul, that means there is likely more than what we might say is an average amount of awareness for both you and that other soul. And as I have mentioned in past podcasts, once we shift something in this dimension for us, those individuals that we have soul contract with, and it doesn't matter if you knew them, quite frankly, it doesn't matter if they were parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, etc. That soul contract has a ripple effect, and that soul thread will help them ease and lift their burden and consequently and automatically a ripple will come back to you and that will help you to lift and ease your burden. There may very well be pain when you do this, most definitely. I would not want to kid you about that. When we look at shadow emotions, pain, regret, guilt, remorse, anger, sadness, it's important actually to lean into them because once you lean into them, and I know this seems counterintuitive, that energy is actually neutralized by your momentary experience of it and then your observation of it. And I have no doubt that your ancestors would be happy to, as they're telling me right now, give you an earful from one end of the spectrum of ancestors all the way through to the other end of the spectrum of ancestors. Again, the beauty of this cannot really be overstated because they are outside of the illusion of human experience. They are able to speak to you eloquently about why they perceive they had this experience in this lifetime from the position of soul. This isn't about right or wrong. This isn't really even frankly about who's a victim and who's a perpetrator. That's not what this is about. This is about your realignment. You as an individual must come first. This is about you seeking equity for yourself so that then you can perceive and actually be equal to others who are seeking their own position of and box of equity. We're meant to have individual life forms on this planet because not everybody comes onto this planet with the same soul awareness. When you step into the place of ancestors, I would invite you to make sure you have enough time to do that. I would invite you to dedicate some time and space. If you happen to be fond of meditation, I would invite you to create sacred space for yourself and begin meditating. I do think that setting an intention to speak with your ancestors is critical because in your intention, and even doing this in a shamanic journey, your intention is what drives everything. It's very different to say, I would like to speak with my animal spirit partners than to say, I would like to begin an open dialogue with my ancestors. I would like them to share with me from their perspective now, what purpose did their experience serve? 
And most importantly, what do they see going on in my current time and place about which they may have illumination and about which they can offer me realignment into my most authentic self and into a place where then I can be the best and highest good for every single person around me. I think there's such wisdom waiting for us at the feet of our ancestors. This may take a couple of meditations for you to do. This may take a couple of journeys for you to do. After you come out of meditation, after you come out of journey, I invite you to write things down. You may be weeping with such grief. If you transmute that grief for that ancestor, you are helping them and you are helping yourself because that's just how this works. I'm Lizanne Flynn. You can reach me at www.lizanneflynn.com. You can also find me on Facebook. I also have a Facebook group called The Animals I View that if you happen to be on Facebook, I would love to have you come in and join us. I offer a free 15-minute consultation to all new clients. I'd love to have you reach out, and if I can be of service in any way, then that's what I'll do. This has been the Animal's Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time.